What's up, everybody? This is James Hunt. I want to thank you for tuning in to the Urban Spoon. Today, I got a special, special guest, man, Brandon Thomas. Um, he's an entrepreneur, full-time, owns an uh, insurance brokerage. And how long you been doing this? I've been doing insurance uh, for almost uh, almost two years now. Okay, well, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a great episode. Um, I know. I mean, basically, let's let's just start off. Uh, just tell the people a little bit about how you were raised, um, especially surrounding insurance. So, if your parents or whoever raised you uh, spoke about insurance to you, or even had insurance themselves, so get the listeners a little bit of insight about who you are. Yeah, brother. So uh, I'm born and raised in Austin, Texas. Um, let me see. Uh, so I went to uh, I went to college for about a year. I ended up uh, ended up dropping out of college, and then uh, after that, I got into working the uh, in the food industry. And um, I really don't talk about it because see, me and you, we 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 uh, we uh, got in touch on Twitter. Um, I really don't talk about it too much on Twitter, man. But you know, we got some similarities on this. But I actually started doing. Uh, some illegal activities on top of working and um, what basically happened was in the midst of all that uh, I had met this girl and she was uh, talking to me about you know hey you know I know you know you're real smart with your money and you like to you know invest and stuff so you know I want you to come meet my mentors uh, so basically uh, what I did was uh, I kind of put her off a little bit and I, I kind of gave in because she kept, you know, hitting me up about it. Um, so anyway, I went to go meet, you know, these people that were, you know, recruiting, you know, uh, folks for insurance. And um, basically the money that I was, you know, making it working and making, you know, doing my thing in the street, I basically put that, you know, into, you know, getting my license and, you know, starting my that's, business. Um, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like I said, I started off, started off with the agency and then I ended up going independent. Uh, last year, actually last last March, March 2019, and then um, you know I've been you know just scaling and um, you know just trying to do better, man, do better, you know every day. So, um, but yeah, man, I, I I love it, man, I love it. So let's rewind. So going back to your childhood, like you know, you spoke a little bit about dropping out of college and uh, also just doing some illegal things uh, before you decide to change change your life. Um, and go with an agency before going uh, independent and start your own company. Um, just curious about your upbringing, man. You know, uh, provide us with a little bit of backstory on how you were raised, and and again, uh, you know, highlight some of the insurance spaces as well. Okay. Uh, so I was raised most of my life. I was raised by a single mother. Um, my father was always in the picture, though. Uh, but it was like uh, uh, I would basically see him every other weekend. Uh, and then what happened was I actually ended up moving with my father when I turned 14. So when I started high school, uh, cause me and my mom, we were like, you know, getting into it. Um, and when I moved with my father, the first, you know, taste that I ever had of life insurance was when my father got his policy, he brought me and my, and my siblings in the room and he was like, Hey, you know, I'm getting, I'm getting life insurance, you know, from you guys. Uh, I don't remember too much, but I remember him basically saying that, Hey man, this is important. You know, and I mean, at that point, I never I never thought that I was going to be, you know, in the insurance game. Um, 
up until uh, up until that point. Because I, I mean, I'll be honest, man. Because like I said, when I was when I was hustling doing my thing, uh, I was seeing people talk about forex. So I was like, man, mm-hmm. I need to save up this money so I can invest in forex. And then that's when everything, you know, kind of happened with getting introduced. Um, so I'm just curious, uh, real quick, I want to interject. Um, and, you know, you can be yourself here. This is just a conversation between us. I mean, obviously, you know, don't self-incriminate your, yourself. And uh, you know, I don't know if the statute of limitations are up. But uh, I'm just curious, throughout your journey, so, like, from one hustler talking to another, right, I, I always knew personally that you, that I couldn't do this forever, and so I always wanted to get out. Is that something that you had, a mindset you had as well? Exactly. So what happened with me was, so like I said, after I had dropped out of college, um, I came back, you know, and the only thing that I knew was working, like, fast food. Uh, so I remember I would be working, you know, 40 hours a week, and I would still have to ask, you know, my mom, you know, and my grandmother, like, hey, like, let me borrow, you know, $40 so I can pay my light bill. Let me borrow $40 you know, so I can get some groceries, and uh, what ended up happening was, I'm not going to say his name, but somebody um, that I know basically was like, hey, man, I think I'm going to, you know, start selling this product, and at first I was like, I was like, bro, I don't don't really want to do that, man, and um, so he started doing it, and then I basically saw him not making too much money, but he was making enough to where he didn't have to, you know, beg for overtime from where we was working at. Uh, so I saw that and I was like, man, I got to take advantage of this. Um, so I'm not going to say when that started. Uh, but basically, when it did start, it only took me maybe about maybe eight to nine months really to get to a point to where uh, I didn't even have to work if I didn't want to. So uh, when I was working, I mean, at that point, and I was working maybe like 20, 25 hours a week. You know, the rest of my money was coming from hustling. But mm-hmm. I mean, I did, I did tell myself I was like, man, like this money is cool, but it's like you get caught up with the lifestyle of you know getting easy money, you know. And it, it's, I wasn't making like no six figures, nothing like that. I wasn't no kingpin or nothing like that, man. I, I made, I made enough money to pay my bills, save up at least five hundred dollars a month, and then buy whatever clothes or you know, take little small trips and stuff like that. Um, gotcha. But what happened was, is, you know, like I said, I was making, I was making a lot of money, bro. And I was like, man, like I got to do something. Cause I was like, I don't want to be, my biggest fear was like, I don't want to be, you know, almost close to 30, you know, uh, still selling weed. You know what I'm saying? It, 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 it just wasn't, I, I, my ego was bigger than that. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, yeah, you better than this, man. So yeah, man, I had to, I had to, uh, pull a move real fast, bro. So you you naturally went to uh, the legitimate sector, and like you said, you said forex was something you heard about. You didn't explore that option, so you got into insurance. So well, then no, jumping I, back, no, go I, ahead. No, I, I did. I, I did. I traded forex, um, but I was I was doing it through this uh, multi level marketing company, and I realized I was like, man, like these people making money, but they making money off of prudence. I was like, man, I want to make money off of trading. Um, so I was listening to, and you, you, you know, you know, Todd Millionaire. Uh, yeah. I was listening to his podcast. Shout out Todd Millie. Yeah. Shout out to him for sure. Um, so I was listening to one of his podcasts and this dude came on there. He was talking about, yeah, I'm a Forex, you know, teacher and mentor. Uh, I actually trade with you. It's no, M- no MLM. So I was saving up money for him. 
um, and then what happened, I just got smacked, you know, out of nowhere with the with the insurance opportunity. And I was like, I was like, man, if I can if I can sell an illegal product and I have a market for it and I mm. and it's like it's limited marketing because I'm not the type of person that's about to be on social media, you know, telling people what I got. I'm like, OK, if I can make, you know, three, four bands a month doing that, how much can I make, you know, over here where I can get on social media and leverage that, you know, and I can also, you know, be on front street with it because it's not it's not illegal what I'm doing. So that really that's what really sparked it, you know, so took it in the running with it ever since, man. And and so so on this on this podcast, my primary goal is to educate people. So I want to jump back into a couple of things before we move forward um, for the people who don't know. And also for myself, explain to us what Forex is from from your scope and what you learned. Uh, so Forex is like it's basically short for like the foreign exchange. And basically all you're doing is like uh, trading like currencies. So like the value of the U.S. dollar to, I don't know, the Canadian dollar. It's kind of like yeah. uh, kind of like trading stocks, but okay. um, this market is way way more volatile, so it's easy to make a lot of money. It's also easy to lose a lot of money. Like gotcha. kind of like uh, kind of like trading options. Okay, okay. Thank you for that quick summary. And then also, uh, you mentioned the management strategy uh, of the forex group you you met um, was more focused on MLM, right? Yeah, if any of you guys are thinking about trading Forex, I do not advise you to go to iMarkets Live. I do not advise <laughs> Well, so I guess I guess on top of that, MLM is what? You know, for the people who don't know what that is. Uh, multi-level marketing or affiliate marketing. So basically, yeah. you, it's a company that, for example, let's say a company is selling soap, right? So basically, you'll sign up to sell their product. And you'll make, you know, you'll make some some good side hustle money. But if you want to make like a full time income, what you got to do is go out and recruit, you know, maybe like ten people. You got to get those ten people to recruit ten people, and basically you just building a big team of people that are like selling under you. And um, I just, I never really, I never really got into that um, with the forex or the insurance. Because uh, that, that that's how the, the insurance agency that I signed up with it was it was like a, it was like an MLM as well, uh, but I had to get out of that uh, real real quick. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so jumping back to the, talking about the insurance, so you, you spoke about your father bringing everybody in, you know, basically stating to you guys, "This is what I'm going to do for you guys." Um, you probably didn't really know what true value was there, but uh, you know that was a great thing he did. So. Um, I guess so. Getting started with with your insurance company and in, in the industry, um, I guess, what does your typical consumer look like for for that group, right? So I mean, what what I mean by that is basically, um, the people the people who you typically sold insurance to, say when you first started out, versus you doing direct to consumer, so you can kind of control who you target more and offer services to people who normally may not receive those offers, but who are, who are uh, insurance companies or agents going after? What are they like? What social economic background do they come from? And then what does that do for them and their families? Well, so it it, it really would depend because you have, you have some insurance agents um, or brokers that are, you know, just focused on, you know, selling straight, you know, to a consumer. And then you have some that are focused on like recruiting and building teams. Um, so to speak for myself, um, 
a lot of people that I that I talk to are usually, you know, males, late twenties, early thirties, um, who are, you know, family men. Uh, but then again, man, my, my portfolio and in insurance is so large. Like I sell Medicare too, so a lot of my clients are like older. Yeah. Um, that was the thing about me, you know, breaking away from the agency to do my own thing. I was like, man, I want to create an agency that'll service, you know, the elderly, children, you know, veterans, you know, uh, adults as well. Um, I just want to be, you know, very, 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 very versatile, uh, you know, in what I do. So how how important is it for people? I mean, I don't know where you're from, but, you know, from, from our background, you know, I'm from a, poverty. So, you know, I grew up, didn't hear that type of thing. Uh, that was the last case scenario okay. for the most part. How important is, is insurance for people? Well, just to agree with you, man, uh, the way I grew up, usually when people died, you know, in my family or close to me, uh, I mean, well, back then, you really didn't have, you really didn't have GoFundMe. I think that GoFundMe just popped up maybe like within like the past five years, I, I want to say. Yeah, yeah, that sounded about right. But before that, you know, in the black community, people, you know, they sell like a lot of uh, like people will sell plates, you know, at the church. Um, people, uh, you know, put on car washes. I remember as a kid um, when we were trying to raise money, we used to do like car washes and stuff like that. Uh, so that's another big reason why I got into it, because I know in our community, it's not talked about. Um, I guess, you know, black folks feel like we're going to live forever. <laughs> Hey, <laughs> you're not lying. That's for real, though. I've heard some black older people talk like that before. So you you spot on. Yeah, I mean that's how we just we actually we just gonna live forever, um, which is not true. I mean in America, I mean you got two things guaranteed. You know that's taxes and that's death. I mean you really can't yep. you really can't run from that. And it's like my thing. You rather you you should rather set your people up. You know to not be distressed financially after you pass away because they already gonna feel the emotional distress, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So my my goal is really to, you know, paint that picture for people. Um along with the generational wealth, you know, that that comes with that as well. So basically you have an insurance and we'll break down the different types and whatnot, but just to give people a summary. So you have an insurance will pay for your funeral. Um that'll stop, you know, your family going through uh just turmoil. And like you mentioned, emotional turmoil, but also just the physical standpoint. But then you add in financial on top of it. So that'll alleviate them of that. And then also position you to have some money on the side. So you get like a so if I had a ten thousand dollar policy and I die and the funeral costs five, the extra five will go to my family. Yeah, and they're able to do whatever they want to do with that money. Um so, I mean, along with having insurance policies, I mean, I'm also really big on personal finance education. Okay. Because, you know, you don't want to, it's, it's people out here, you know, they'll buy, you know, a 100K policy or, you know, half a million dollar policy and, you know, they die and then, you know, their their beneficiaries go and spend it, you know. Yeah. It's like they, you know, after a year. Does your company offer services? Uh, like financial literacy services or is that a normal thing in the industry or something you may want to do in the future? Uh, I mean, that's normal. Well, I mean, it's, it's normal for me. Um, I can't really, I can't really see an insurance agent like selling a policy without bringing up uh, or w- without talking, you know, to whoever the insured is 
you know, about, you know, what the beneficiaries can do, you know, with this money, you know, even, you know, I have some people that ask me about like trust accounts and stuff like that. I don't really know too much about trust yeah. or like bills and stuff. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's definitely a part of the conversation. Um, anytime I'm sitting down with somebody, I always, like I always paint that picture. Okay. And so what types of insurance options do people have out there? So what can you do? And then I guess some of the price ranges. So when it comes to life insurance, man, it's really, there's numerous types of uh, policies out there. Uh, but to be specific on some main ones, you have term uh, life insurance, which is really like the cheapest uh, form of life insurance you can get. And basically what term is, is it will, the policy will last you for a certain term. So it could either be 10 years, 15, 20, 25, or 30. Um, if you pass away within that time frame, you know, your beneficiary will get, you know, whatever your, uh, whatever your death benefit is. Um, and some of those term policies, uh, they are guaranteed renewal. So basically, let's say you have a 10-year policy at the end of 10 years, you know, it's going to automatically renew. You don't have to fill out another application. You don't have to go through any kind of medical testing or nothing like that. Okay. Uh, but some policies aren't guaranteed to renew. So for anybody that's listening, if you are thinking about buying a term policy, you do want to make sure that it is guaranteed to renew. Okay. Not, it could bite you in the butt a little bit later on. For example, let's say, you know, you're 25, you buy a 30-year policy, right, that's going to last you till 55, but let's say within those 30 years, you know, you get cancer and you have, like, a history of, like, heart disease or something like that, well, if you try to apply again after your uh, term runs out, you know, you could get denied insurance. Okay. That's something that people definitely, uh, you know, should look out for. Uh, but like I said, term is very, very cheap. Um if you're if you're in your I would say twenties, mid thirties, uh, and even forties, man, uh, I've sold I've sold million dollar policies on people, and they're not they're not paying any more than like seventy dollars a month. Dang. Yeah, uh, I just had a brother get accepted today. He's in his he's in his mid no no he's in his early thirties. Uh, he got a quarter million dollar policy, and his premium was only like twenty three dollars a month. Wow. Yeah, yeah, dude. So it's it's, it's very inexpensive. Um, and for young adults, like if somebody, you know, let's say somebody's in college or, you know, somebody just had a baby and their income is not, you know, a lot, but they plan on it being, you know, later on in life, you know, I can sell people policies for like less than $20 a month. You know, I, I definitely, I don't try to break anybody's pockets. I'm always trying to work with people, you know, to see where they're at and see where they're, see where they're headed. Um, but term is, I mean, it's a great option. Um, Another type of uh, policy that's that's familiar to people is whole life. Uh, so whole life is a little bit more expensive than term. Uh, but the thing about whole life is it's a permanent policy, so it'll last you it'll last you a lifetime. And then it also comes with a, a component called cash value. Um, and basically, what cash value is is like a savings account that's tied to your policy. And uh, every time that you're paying your premium, some of that money is basically being put in an account that's going to earn interest, you know, over time. Um, and with most whole life policies, those are guaranteed uh, on the cash value, uh, meaning that if you sit down with a insurance broker or agent and you want to get a whole life policy, basically what they'll do is they'll show you an illustration of, hey, you know, when you turn 40, 
this is how much you'll have in your cash value depending on you turn 50 this is how much you'll have and like i said those are those are guaranteed numbers uh, and although they are guaranteed uh anytime anytime you have a guaranteed investment the 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 interest is not going to be high uh so with whole life those policies are maybe like two to three percent annually which i mean it's not a lot but i mean it's more than than you'll get you know at a traditional uh traditional bank account that's you true know, you know point zero one percent um but after whole life another um it's this is i mean this is like a newer i mean newer i mean from the insurance world um th- these policies that i'm about to talk about came out in like the late 90s uh, but it's called a universal life insurance. Um, and with those, it's kind of like whole life, except for you have flexibility on your premiums. So basically, like if you're sitting down with a broker, they'll basically tell you, hey, you know, if you want to get a universal policy, this is like the minimum that you have to pay to keep the policy from canceling. And then there's also a maximum uh, that you can put into it to make the interest, um, to make the, the, the policy grow faster. Uh, the interest with those are not fixed, so with that you get higher interest. Um, and uh, really, with all the policies I just talked about, uh, they all have something called uh, how do I say? Uh, they all they all come with something called uh, like riders, like a a rider on a, on a life insurance policy, basically like a uh, a living benefit. Because um, some people would tell me they would they'd be like, well. I don't want to buy term because I can't use it. There's no cash value. Um, but these these riders on insurance policies basically give you um, the opportunity to access your death benefit, you know, if you get sick. So let's say, you know, you have like a, you know, a term, a whole life, a universal policy. And, you know, God forbid, you know, you get cancer or something like that. Well, you can use your death benefit to cover, you know, your cancer treatment or you know stroke or heart disease or alzheimer's or whatever that way you're not going into medical debt you know trying to trying to cover stuff um, a lot of people they'll say you know well i don't know about life insurance because you know i really can't use it um and what i try to do is basically just prove to people that that's a lie you know it's a lot of power you know and having it and it's more than just you know just paying a premium to for your for your beneficiary to insure something. Um, although I mean that that's a big bonus right there. So, um, but yeah. So, I mean, essentially, you could say a life insurance policy, no matter if you get term, whole, or universal, is an investment. I mean, it's an investment in your family's future and also your your present state because it, it acts as a savings account and it's actually liquid. Okay. Okay. And then even for a uh, whole life and universal, once people um, build up enough equity in those policies, I mean, you can use you can use your policy as your own bank because whenever you um, whenever you take a because you could either withdraw or take a loan out against your policy. So for people that do take out loans, there's no credit checks you have to do. Um, there's like it's it's not high interest and also there's no um required payback date so you know let's say you have a hundred thousand dollars in cash value in a whole life policy 
when you want to take out, you know, 50K to go, you know, buy like a, a, a distressed duplex, you know, they're not going to sit there and tell you, oh, well, hey, sir, um, that's fine, but we need our money back in six months. Like, it doesn't work like that. How it works is if you don't pay that loan back, what they do is they just deduct it from either the cash value or from your death benefit. Um, so, yeah. So, like I said, with, once you have enough equity with those, man, you can, you can use it, you know, as your own bank. Wow. It's way better than going to a regular bank, you know, um, where you could get denied for certain stuff and then there's a pressure to pay people back. It's, it's, it's a bigger risk, you know, with a bank, you know, versus, you know, doing it this way. So, it's what, what a lot of rich people do. Yeah. Yeah, and, I, and that's what I, I want to do is just share that information because I'm learning as you're talking, you know, and I thank you for that because there's so much value in, in insurance policies for people. And I just want everybody to realize that. So I, I want to see in regards to your, your business and personal uh, life, just what are some of the goals that you have for, say, the next five or 10 years um, for yourself personally and, and professionally? Personal wise, man, I just I, I really want to stay consistent with my health. Um, so a lot of people don't know this about me, but uh, I used to be like two sixty, man. I was I was real big. Uh, How tall are you? I'm five ten. Okay. Oh, that was you was a big boy then, huh? <laughs> I was I was that was huge. And, it, and from time to time, I, I'll post I'll post uh, pictures on Twitter, man. From time to time, so folks so the folks know. Yeah. But so man, I, I had got I had went from two sixty man, I got all the way down to one seventy four. Oh wow. And then what happened was man, I, I got I got comfortable, dude. So once my money started getting better, like I was still working out, but I was also like, you know, eating, you know, whatever. Yeah. You know? So I kind of like I, I gained weight. I know it's not all fat, um, but I had got back up to two twenty five. So right now, man, I'm just trying to get back to my back to that that lifestyle, man. So uh, my biggest goal personally, you know, is to get back down to like 180, 185 and stay consistent with that. Okay. Another personal goal of mine, I really want to get into, you know, yoga because I do some some meditating, man, but I need to, I need like a teacher. I need to, I need to get into, get into some stuff. Hey, like you know, just, just, I would say look up like different groups. That's all I do is Google stuff. So me personally, being in yoga for almost two years now, um, I just Google different uh, events in the city, Facebook, local, and Meetup, the Meetup app. Um, it was a great resource. But I, I think, <clears throat> and I'll say this is crazy because you said something and it, it stuck out to me. It was so profound. You said basically, you know, you started to eat bad and whatnot, and it's really what you consume. And I think that's so applicable to like life in general. Like, from consuming food to the media you consume, it's just, it really becomes who you are and it can make or break you. So it's just crazy hearing that from you. Uh, so you basically, I, I see, so you got a workout schedule because I know I try to work out every day and I was doing the same thing, man. I had to change my eating style. And so I got into the intermittent fasting and a couple of things, but I had to cut back on like the alcohol too. So, uh, yeah, that's what I'm doing that too, man. Yeah. Alcohol, like, cause I, I had, I'm not, I'm not too big of an alcohol drinker, but it was a period, like during like, I, mean, I would say like summertime, man. I was at the bar, like you know, every weekend. Yeah, like, yeah. On the weekend, just like, man, this ain't even me. 
and then uh, like my grandma and I, I tweeted about this a couple of days ago, but my grandma when uh, when I was losing like a lot of weight, my grandma used to you know she used to say, "Man, baby, you getting sick? You losing too much weight?" <laughs> and it's like now she see me, she don't even say that no more. So I'm like, man, I'm not, I ain't doing something right. Yeah. So I, mean, I got to get back down to this to this weight. But like I said, man, it's it's really like it's really like eighty twenty, like eighty percent what you eat, and then twenty percent, you know, how you work out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, dude, I work out, I work out five times a week, um, and then three, out of three, three, three of those days out of that five, I work out twice. Um, so I'll do like, like some cardio, um, like early in the morning, have my little morning, you know, schedule tasks and stuff. And then try to get back to the gym around maybe like uh, around noon, do you know weightlifting, maybe like a little bit of cardio. Um, but what I got back to really was just you know focusing on my calorie intake, um, and then staying away from you know bad food. And then I, I have to stop telling myself that it's it's like a devil being in your ear, man, and it, it always says, "Oh man, you deserve it." <laughs> get that devil out your ear because it's like you'll you'll think you deserve it because it, 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 it'll be like oh well i haven't ate all day let me just you know let me go to i, I don't know if you know what water burger is but they got a water burger out here in texas man that's like the that's the bread and butter out here man really so yeah you hit that water burger and it's like one meal 20 2400 calories Woo. so but yeah man, i have to get out of that but right now so i'm I'm about a week, uh, <clears throat> a week strong, eating at home. Okay. Uh, I've really been eating like I eat like one big meal a day, but I'll have like a little like uh, I don't want to call it a protein shake because I don't put protein mixed in there, but I have like a veggie fruit smoothie and then I'll snack. Yeah. You know, throughout the. Um, but yeah, that's what I've been. That's, that's what I've been doing. That's good. And then uh, professionally, I guess what's the goal for you? Uh, my biggest goal professionally, man, is just to keep uh, keep growing, you know, my insurance uh, brokerage, man. So um, right now, I'm just trying to get a consistent uh, marketing strategy. Um, I'm definitely, you know, more ahead than where I was at last year with that. Uh, but I just want to get I want to get more consistent with that. And then I definitely want to start, you know, hiring some uh, some virtual uh, some virtual agents, too. OK. Uh, that's definitely that's definitely within my five year goal, um, but man, I'm just trying to just trying to get to trying to get to six figures, man. Okay, and I guess first I want to give you the opportunity to plug your business so people can contact you before I ask you the next question. So okay, uh, so my uh, my business number is five one two four three six one three eight zero. Uh, and I do way more than life insurance, um, but it, I'll give you, I'll give you my website in a little bit. Um, but I'm only licensed in Texas, North Carolina, Nevada, Colorado, and Louisiana. I do plan on being in Ohio, Georgia, and California okay. uh, by the end of this year. Um, so I'll give you guys my business number. Uh, my, uh, my website is B as in boy bthomasinsurance.com uh, people can schedule ca- uh, consultations with me um, if somebody is in a state that I am licensed in I do not charge any kind of consultation um, if somebody is in a state that I'm not licensed in I do charge consultations $25 an hour which is not expensive at all 
Um, and then my Twitter, Twitter and IG is uh, BT, B as in boy, BT Insurance CEO. So that's my that's my Twitter and my Instagram. Okay, yeah. and I make sure I put that all that information in the, in the show notes as well. So my my other question was basically, and you somewhat answered it. So if if say if I'm not in the space where you are, uh, how do you recommend someone who has no knowledge about? Uh, insurance and a little financial literacy, what what should they do to in regards to searching for an agent or a brokerage? Oh, you said in the place that I'm, I'm not like Yeah, that. yeah. So say if I'm not in the space, like how do I go looking for insurance? Uh, I mean, I would say Facebook groups or um, I mean, you could even go you could even go to Google. Uh, I think I think using Facebook or maybe another social media like Twitter. Uh, could def- could definitely help you out as well. Uh, the only thing that I tell people to just watch out for is if you are trying to purchase some insurance, be very careful about um, some of these agents that are trying to recruit you into something. Um, I mean, if you do want to get recruited into being, you know, an insurance agent, uh, I mean, you know, go ahead. Uh, I'm just speaking from you know, my experience and the people that I talk to, because there'd be times where, like, when I first started reaching out to people um, about, you know, what I was doing, a lot of people thought I was trying to recruit them into something, so they kind of, like, shoved me away. Mm. Uh, so I would tell people, just, just be careful with that. Just be careful with that. And then if you do, if you are talking to somebody that's selling insurance, just tell them, hey, straight up, like, yo, I just want to buy some insurance. I'm not trying to be a part of nothing. Um, now, if you are trying to be a part of something, I mean, just disregard what I'm saying. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty, yeah, social media, uh, could definitely, definitely help you out. Um, and then, like I said, I mean, I do, I do free, con- I mean, I mean, I do cheaper consultations too. Okay. Um, they can definitely reach out to me. And it's crazy because I'm so glad I asked you that question because I would have never thought to utilize social media to find insurance. Like I, I instantly think Google, but then you talk about these groups and I know how valuable those, some of those groups can be. And I'm like, wow, I never knew people use the platform for that so that's definitely a gem that you just dropped for sure oh yeah people be um people be on uh it'd be a lot of insurance agents uh in facebook groups they don't they might not post they might not be very like uh, proactive in posting but if they if they see somebody you know looking for some help i mean they'll definitely you know comment you know on what you on what you do um i think and I'm not trying to like brag, but man, I think I'm really the only one that's like really like consistently proactive, you know, in trying to put, you know, an insurance based brand, uh, you know, in front of people's face, you know, okay. every day. So it's good, man. Well, I, I guess, is there anything else that you think people need to know about insurance? Uh, I mean, I will say that um, insurance is definitely. Uh, a big part of having a strong financial foundation, uh, along with things like debt management and having an emergency fund. Um, uh, I will say that if you have kids and you don't have an insurance policy, uh, that you are hustling backwards. Mm. So you should that ASAP. Uh, but yeah, man, that's pretty much, uh, that's pretty much it. Well, I thank you. I thank you so much for being open to educating myself and giving the listeners so much value man i know when i reached out to you i'm like oh man 
I really, because I don't like asking people for stuff. So I'm like hesitant and like standoffish to even want to even ask anybody, like, hey, you want to be on this platform? And they're probably like, who are you? You know? So when, when you said it, I was very, very grateful for that. So I thank you. I appreciate you for that. And I thank you for, for, for giving me the time, man, for giving me time. Oh, but I, I do I, I do want to uh, include uh, one more thing before you. Oh, go ahead. Go, go ahead. Um, and this is for, you know, any kind of males that might be listening, that might be doing some illegal activity, like anything that you can sell. If, if you if, if there's a market illegally for what you're doing, there's also a market to do something legally, you know. So if you can make bread in the streets, you can make bread, you can make way more bread, you know, on a legal side where you really don't have any kind of limitations, man. That's true. Uh, I mean, that's what I be trying to educate people on. I think people don't realize the transferable skills that, that you're talking about, you know? Bro, it's it's the same. It's 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 the same, bro. It is literally it's literally the same. Yes. Like it's literally all it is is you got a product or you got a service and you distribute the service. Yep. That's pretty much it. That's how you know what's crazy. That is uh like a direct parallel of how I look at my real estate business. So I look at like all right when that when that type of environment was going on for me, I had the best product, right? So I tried to approach all of my real estate um, in a similar fashion where I want to make it the best product on the block. So, you know, I know people cutting stuff by going cheap or not doing the small things. So I'm just going to make mine just stand out and have no cut on it, you know. And then I come through and I kill them because my price point is not even killing the market. It's like competitive with the other people who are already shorting the people. So they like are literally bound to me like it's the same mindset that i had then and i have now and it's crazy you're talking about that to the people so that's again that's why i got you here now because like you said we, we we connected through twitter and uh you said it a while back you were like you know game recognized game you know it's just much respect and i'm like yeah i felt it so yeah well i already already knew already knew before because i think uh i heard you on a uh, tweet talk and you was talking about it, but before you even before you even said that, I already looked at how you was tweeting and then your profile picture, and I was like, oh, okay, I already. already <laughs> oh, wait a minute, man. What you? Mean? <laughs> I got it. I got to change it up, then, man. I don't want people to get that. <laughs> well, nah, bro. Like like you said, bro. Game recognized game. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, somebody that's somebody that's green probably not. Gonna, yeah. Probably not gonna pick it up, but uh, I mean, I did. <laughs> That's what's up. So, hey, do you feel like this is a sound check or are we good to go? Are we good? <laughs> All right, man. Well, thank you so much, man. I'll be, we probably circle back around, maybe talk about the game or something, you know? Like, I just wanted to educate the people at first, but I know it's a lot more we could talk, talk about. So, we'll definitely have to circle back around. Oh, for sure, bro. I'm definitely down for All that. All right. Man. Cool, man. Be safe.